eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their Have you gotten Rommel yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. West Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. And as you can tell by the truncated version of its intro, we got another breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go over to that clown car full of children, that home daycare center where the one and the only Ryan Callahan is. And Ryan, if you could be so kind as to tell these people why we got another breaking news edition of this podcast. Well, Tennessee added a another early 2023 commitment. Uh to its football program, uh, offensive lineman Aiden Bussell of Mount Juliet High School in the Nashville area, committing to Tennessee, coming off a weekend visit to Vanderbilt. He had just been uh, at Tennessee a week earlier on, on January 22nd for its first junior day of the year. And, and a nice in-state pickup here for Tennessee. This is uh, a, a pretty early commitment by, by today's standards. You don't see a lot of kids – uh, you know, making commitments a year out. And here, here Tennessee is now with three commitments for the 2023 class. Uh, so I think, I think it's a good sign and, and sort of a reflection of, of where this staff is in terms of building relationships overall, that they're already up to three commitments. Um, and to get one in state is, is always a big thing to uh, th- those are often, you know, the types of kids you can kind of target in hopes of getting some early pickups. And, and this was one that, you know, looked like the type of player Tennessee had a good chance of landing, sooner or later and so it makes sense that Tennessee sort of set its sights on him and I think that recent visit really did kind of speed things up I think Tennessee was already in good shape with him you know probably was recruiting him as hard as anybody looked like maybe the team to beat anyway but he really enjoyed that that last visit for his for Tennessee's first junior day of the year uh spent a lot of time with Glenn Ellerby the offensive line coach on that visit a lot of time with Josh Heupel uh sat with Ellerby at the basketball game really enjoyed himself and, and this is the kid who's worn, you know, I, he's been on a couple of different visits to Tennessee, at least where he's worn a Tennessee hat on the visits. You know, he grew up liking the Vols. This is one of those kids you've got to get in state. And so to, to get him and, and to get him early, uh, I think a good sign and shows that the staff is, is at least catching up on the in-state front uh, after a tough 2022 cycle off to a good start now to get a guy like Aiden Bustle in January. Yeah, the first thing that I'll say is that I'll never, ever see the last name Bustle without thinking about Tombstone when uh, when, when Val Kilmer goes, you know, Kate, you're not wearing a Bustle. How lewd. I'm always going to think of that every time I hear the last name Bustle. On a much more serious note, Ryan, you just mentioned it. These are the kinds of kids who, if you don't, 
if a kid grows up in the Nashville area, which again is not, it's no guarantee that you're going to be a Tennessee fan these days growing up in the Nashville area. This kid was, uh, this kid uh, is a good player, but a guy that if you can get some of these kids who are from Tennessee, Tennessee fans, you get them early in a cycle it just makes things a lot easier, right? Like nothing about recruiting is ever easy, Ryan, but it gives you a foundation where, okay, we got this guy, this guy, this guy. I guess ideally you'd have maybe a handful now, but having three is not bad, right? It looks like this is a pretty good starting spot for them. This is. There There have been plenty of years where, to no fault of Tennessee's own, they've not had any commitments at this point. And here we are before National Signing Day for the 2022 class. And Tennessee's already up to three commitments. So that, that it's usually a sign that you've had some continuity on your coaching staff uh, or you've got some momentum in, in another form or fashion. And I think both of those things are obviously true. You had uh, so far no coaching turnover on Tennessee staff this offseason. Uh, you've had a staff that's now uh, in a much better spot than it was a year ago when it inherited a program that was you know, kind of taking on water when Josh Heupel was hired. And, and now they're obviously coming off a pretty encouraging first season have a lot to build on and, and, and players see that players now have relationships with this staff too. Um, so, you, you know, a guy like Aiden Bussell has, has seen a lot of this staff over the past seven months, you know, he visited Tennessee in late June, visited again in late July, you know, went back for a game this season and, and, and goes back for a junior day. So he's been to Tennessee four times in, in less than seven months. And, and obviously his relationships strengthen when you, when you get guys like that on campus. So yeah, it's, it's the kind of guy in state that, you know, again, Tennessee's got to land. And, and when you have someone like this early on, it, it gives you someone to, to kind of fly the flag in state. It, it, it gives you someone it, – it's, it's sort of credibility in state. Uh, you know, if, if these types of guys aren't committed or are, are strongly considering other options, then in some cases it can cause other kids in the state who maybe didn't grow up liking Tennessee to say, hey, wait a minute, if, if you're not going to Tennessee or, or maybe not going to Tennessee, why should I? And so when these types of kids are, are committed early and can, can, can sort of go out there and, and, and try to recruit other kids or, or at least, you know, let people know they're going to Tennessee, that kind of thing, it just it, it does. It gives you some credibility in state to, to know that you've got a quality player like that on board. And, and there have been some of these guys that, that Tennessee's not gotten, let's face it, in past years, guys who grew up Tennessee fans and ended up leaving the state for one reason or another. Sometimes Tennessee maybe turned them away or didn't go after them very hard. Sometimes, though, there were guys they wanted and, and missed out on. So to get a guy like this, you, you can't take it for granted in this day and age. And Tennessee, to its credit, kind of set its sights on Aiden Bustle pretty early, offered him last summer, and, and just never really backed off. And, and, and now they get an early commitment as a reward for that. Yeah, and, and Ryan, I guess for some of the just the, the, the data points here, Aiden Bustle, we've got him listed at six foot five, 287 pounds. Uh, he's ranked number 521 overall uh, in the composite. Uh, 27 rated by our guys as the 27 offensive tackle and the number 11 player in the state, which again, being the number 11 prospect in Tennessee means a hell of a lot more than it used to. I remember if we had done these podcasts, you know, 20 years ago, we'd have been like, Hey, he's a, the number 11 player in Tennessee. So where is he going to Memphis or something like, you know, it's just, it, it's different now. It's much different. But as a player, here's what I'm interested in, Ryan. He's listed at six five two eighty seven. And we talked about this a lot. When Hypo and his staff got here, the way they play the game, the mobility, that sort of high tempo, what would their offensive linemen kind of size-wise look like? And this is a kid who's listed as a tackle, but if he's 6'5", 287 now, 
I can't help but think if he puts on a little bit of weight at Tennessee, which most guys do when they get there, that he'll end up being a guard. Is that do they see him as a swing guy? Do they see him as a guy who plays guard? Where do they see him? Because I I would imagine now Tennessee might take some of these more like 260, 265 pound types and turn them into tackles in this offense. Yeah, I I think Bustle projects as a guard. I I think uh, now he has played tackle in high school like a lot of guys do. That's just sort of where when you have a good lineman, you tend to put them at tackle in in high school, whether they're 6'3 or 6'6. Bustle might be on the lower end of the 6'5 range. You know, I I don't know. I can't 100% vouch for that measurement. So he might be a little bit shorter than that. But regardless, that, that, you know, in the 285, 290 range is about right. And, you know, he, He's an interesting guy because he, he didn't play a lot of his junior season. He had a, uh, a pectoral injury that required surgery during the offseason, so he missed the first six weeks of the season. So he came back at the end, only played in, I think, five games and, and sort of had to knock off the rust pretty quickly and get, get ready for, a, for a, po- a possible playoff run. Uh, got to play in a playoff game and uh, you know, still made some progress last year on the field, I think, uh, but was at a new school, Mount Juliet. Had previously played at Wilson Central in Lebanon before that. And, you know, I think he's still, still developing a little bit, but I think you can see that down the road guard is going to be his best position. I, just, I think he kind of projects as a little bit more of a road grader rather than the athletics, you know, tackle type. Um, you can see the physicality in his game, even at tackle, he's pretty effective in the run game. And as he just continues to get bigger and stronger, I think you'll see more and more of that where guard is a pretty natural fit for him. I think just the, the style he plays, uh, and you mentioned also the number 11 rank, ranking in the state right now on 24-7 sports. You know, that that alone is is not bad, but I, w- I will caution people against uh, reading too much into early rankings in, in the state to begin with, uh, because it's it's worth noting, Tennessee looks like it's after, you know, really three in-state offensive linemen. Aiden Bustle is one of the two that I think they were really sold on right away um, or, or most sold on early on that they really have, have kind of gone after him the whole time. So, this the guy. It wouldn't surprise me if he climbs in the rankings in the coming months. We'll have to wait and see about that. That's obviously a, uh, something I'm not directly involved in, so I can't speak for our analysts. But I, I think as oh, far as oh come on, don't lie to people, Ryan. You you tell people all the time. You go say, hey, listen, <laughs> this kid don't give him a four star. This kid doesn't deserve a four star. He sucks. You do that all the time. <laughs> well, I, I'll say that we offer input. It's not always guaranteed to be. Um, to be received or, uh, or honored in any way <laughs> we can, we can offer input, um, uh, but they, they take it for what it's worth sometimes. And, and other times they're like, okay, maybe you got a point there. Um, so yeah, so we're not directly involved is how, is how we say that. And, uh, yeah, in, in this case, I think Aiden Bustle's a, a very interesting player, uh, who's, who's still, I think his best football is ahead of him, uh, because he, you know, again, he didn't play a full junior season, uh, before that played at a different school. So he's in a really good program now at Mount Juliet and, uh, and on a team that, that again, should be pretty good as a senior uh, pl- plays, uh, plays in the, the, the NPA group in Nashville where he goes to a lot of camps and things like that. I think he's only going to continue to get better as he gets more and more work. And, and I think that, uh, that Tennessee sees the upside in his game. Uh, so I, you know, again, number 11 in the state right now, but I, I could see him finishing higher than that. If he uh, continues to build on what he's done so far, I think, I think he's sort of a, you know, 11 offers right now, I think it's sort of reflective of the fact that he's not as much of a known commodity as some other players in this class. And so in this case, I think Tennessee maybe has a little bit better feel for Aiden Bustle than a lot of programs across the country right now. And the more his name gets out there, uh, it wouldn't sh- shock me if you see him get more offers in the coming months, just because, you know, again, people didn't get to see a lot of him last year. 
Yeah, I, I've always been one of those types who who says I I'm not going to say that that rankings don't matter because I I think they do and I think that we're getting better and better each year as an industry of sort of putting people getting them where they belong by the final rankings. Um, but uh, there are always some exceptions. And to me, if a coaching staff recruits a kid starting when he's like a sophomore, freshman, sophomore, and they stay on him, they keep recruiting him, and, and they want him and they offer him and they don't sway, and he may not be ranked that highly, to me that doesn't matter because they've identified this young man as someone who fits what they do and what they want, and they would have plenty of time to go find other people, but this is one that they want right now. And I think that that to me – holds more sway. And I'm not saying that, that there's anything wrong with being the number 11 or so player in the state of Tennessee. That, that's much more impressive than it used to be. I'm just saying that if a, if a coaching staff targets a kid early, like as soon as they can, and they stay on him, that to me indicates, well, they, they see something here, and I don't know if the rating matters. No, no question. And, and it's worth noting there are a handful of offensive linemen in the 2023 class who already technically have Tennessee offers, who already have some other power five offers. Not, not all of them are priorities for Tennessee. Aiden Bussell was one. So uh, there are a couple guys, frankly, right now who are ranked higher that were not always priorities or maybe still aren't priorities for Tennessee. Um, but, but Aiden Bussell's a guy they've liked all along. So take, take that for what it's worth. It, it, it's, uh, it's certainly, you know, different schools can have different evaluations, but I think Tennessee and, you know, Kentucky and Vanderbilt, they, they've been on Aiden Bustle for a while and like him quite a bit. So, uh, I, again, just the fact that he didn't get to go camp anywhere last summer because of that uh, that injury he had last May where he had surgery going into the summer, that, that knocked him out of going to any college camp. So that, that probably kept his offer total down, kept Tennessee and others from getting into camp. Um, and then it knocked him out of playing half of his junior season. That sort of, um, you know, kept him from, from getting on the national radar a little bit more. So he's been more of a regional prospect probably so far with, again, Kentucky and Vanderbilt being Tennessee's main competition for him to this point. Um, so that's probably helped Tennessee, frankly, get him in this class sooner. Uh, the fact that he, his stock hasn't taken off just yet, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it does take off a little bit more in the coming months. I think he is a good player, um, but again, a guy who I think is best football is ahead of him. And, you know, you, you touched on this too. We kind of wondered about what style of offensive lineman this this staff will, will recruit. I think we've seen enough now in a couple different classes they're, they're going to be a little bit more flexible on that than people might have imagined. I think people kind of thought at first, uh, are we going to see all, you know, lean athletic types because of how fast they go? Are we going to see all road graders? I think it's kind of a combination. I think, I think we see, um, we see that they're going after guys like Addison Nichols who were over 300 pounds coming out of high school who could play tackle um, despite being 300 plus. Uh, we see them going after 330 pound guards like Masai Reddick from Detroit. So um, this staff's willing to take, road grading types you just need to be uh you need to fit a certain mold in some ways they want smart linemen that's a big thing for glenn ellerby i think aiden bustle certainly fits that description a high gpa smart kid um good football mind i think all those things uh you know as his coach said he checks a lot of boxes and that, that's certainly one of the areas that that he does he, he's he's a smart player and again he's he's just still getting bigger and stronger he's probably not a guy who projects as a day one starter or anything like that very few do on the offensive line but over time, as he continues to get bigger and stronger, I, I think this, this guy could be a pretty good player, especially at guard, where I think his, his physicality fits in pretty well. And, and you know, hey, his coaches think he's got the upside to be a, a good lineman in the SEC. That's a developmental position, as we say all the time, and, and one that's hard to project, maybe harder than any other in some cases, yep. because offensive linemen can just surprise you. But I think this is a guy who, who definitely has a chance to, 
to be a factor down the road on Tennessee's offensive line. Yeah, it, and all you have to do is look every year at the NFL draft and, and look at how many – and this might happen less now because of the transfer portal, but you just look at how many guys come to the NFL – from like the FCS, D2, D3 ranks as offensive linemen. I, I think you see that more at that position than you do other places historically because, well, that's that's the exact reason why. Guys develop at different times. They can blossom at different times, and that's a very physical that, – that's a position that requires so much sort of physical toughness and mental toughness and intelligence, and there's so many factors that go into it. And guys blossom at different times because, you know, we're all wonderful, individual, beautiful snowflakes. So there is lots more to discuss on this podcast. we got to talk about Tennessee's in-state recruiting. we got to talk about Tennessee's offensive line recruiting. Those are the main two things. Um, but we got a couple things to discuss, so we're going to step away. Before we do that, because we got to pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. And we'll be back right here on the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Money! Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to the Go Vols 24-7 podcast brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town there at his home daycare center talking about the newest edition for Tennessee's 2023 football recruiting class. Not the 22 class, the 2023 class. Offensive lineman Aiden Bustle from the Nashville area right there at Mount Juliet High School, 6'5", 287 pound, a large young fella who is now the third member and first in-state member uh, that's publicly known, anyways, about two, Tennessee's 2023 recruiting class. Got to talk a lot bit more, uh, a little bit more at least, a lot bit more, a little bit more, one of those two, at least a little bit more uh, about offensive line recruiting for this cycle, in-state recruiting you know, stuff for this cycle. We'll get to that after a quick reminder, guys. If you could take about a minute out of your day right now and go in there and rate and review and subscribe to this podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you're just listening on the website, we love you. There's nothing wrong with that. No wrong way to consume this podcast. However, what really helps us out is if you go in there on Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find this very Go Balls 24-7 podcast. We do this for free, and we are happy to do it, but the only thing that we ask is that you go in there, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, keep this wolf pack growing like it has since we started this years ago. The number's looking great. Everything's awesome, and that's thanks to y'all. So if you're already doing those things, thank you. If not, go yourself. That that's that's the motto. And I know some people on here, and I'm talking about Ryan specifically, do not love that motto, but that's the motto. Because 
it's the motto because I'm the one sitting here hitting the buttons. And that's the reason why if Ryan were hitting the buttons, then I would let him make the motto and he could make it a more family friendly one. And that's, that's all there is to say about that. Ryan, with this class in particular, this Tennessee recruiting class, we know that offensive line is a position where you want to stack guys in every class, right? It's a, it's a developmental position and now you're getting to where, sure, you can supplement through the portal, and that's going to help. But also you want you know, a stack of guys in the program because it, it helps to, to play alongside these guys, to develop alongside these guys, to learn this offense because it goes at such a fast pace. You still want to be developing them internally more often than not. We don't know numbers right now because we have to see what Tennessee decides to do in the portal this year. We got to see who stays through next season or who wants to go through the portal after next season, who maybe goes pro early next season. Guys will have decisions to make because they'll have eligibility issues there with the super senior stuff. It's a moving target. But generally speaking, how important is offensive line for Tennessee in the 23 class? You know, I, I think Tennessee's in a much better situation now than it was a year ago, uh, even though they're losing Cade Mays from from last season, obviously. Uh, they, they didn't lose a big, big group of seniors, and they were able to bring in four offensive linemen in the 2022 class. They also have already added one from the transfer portal, Gerald Mincy, the Florida transfer, who's going to step in at tackle, provide a little more depth there, and, and potentially you know compete for a starting job. I still think there's a chance that we see Tennessee get involved with some offensive tackle candidates after spring practice or throughout the spring when some additional players enter the portal. We know Tennessee will be a factor for more transfers throughout the spring, guys who can enroll after the spring semester when Tennessee will have more room. And that should give Tennessee a chance to, to at least look into some possibilities. We know one already, Tyler Steen, uh, the, the Vanderbilt transfer, uh, a guy who was a starter at Vanderbilt has drawn some interest from Tennessee and others. I think there's certainly a chance he visits Tennessee this spring and uh, will be going somewhere after the spring semester. So um, if Tennessee can find someone who is a little more of a plug and play option than Gerald Mincy, I think they would still take another one in the transfer portal. So as you said, the portal is worth watching and certainly could impact Tennessee's offensive line plans um, because you, you just, you, you explore every option and Tennessee's going to have some room and that is a need in this class. Uh, with Cade Mays being gone. So uh, if they added another one, that gives you six new offensive linemen on scholarship added going into the 2022 season. That puts them in a much better situation to sort of take a normal, as close to a normal offensive line class as you can have. Um, you don't have to over, you know, go in thinking they're going to load up on offensive linemen and take five or six, but you don't go in thinking uh, you're so loaded that you should only take a couple. You know, I think this is, this is probably a standard looking offensive line class where you probably want to take about four, um, you know, maybe three, maybe five in the right scenario, but, but probably four is a, is a decent guess of where they end up. And that's a, you know, you probably sign about four on average every year and, and, and you've got a pretty healthy offensive line situation. So a couple interior guys, a couple guys who can play tackle and, and you're in good shape. And Aiden Bustle gives them a nice start there uh, as a, as a likely interior guy. And the good thing for Tennessee in this class is a couple more in-state players who could play into those plans on the offensive line. We know that locally they really like Trevor Duncan at Knoxville Catholic. Um, and why, and can, why not? Why not? Right. I knew that was coming, but, um, but the, uh, you know, he's a two way lineman has played more on the defensive line in high school. I think a lot of schools see him as a future offensive lineman more likely, but, um, but a guy that it, if he, if he does end up on the offensive line could probably play tackle. He's a, a big guy in the six, five range, good length. So, 
you, you've got uh, you, you've got him locally, and then in Chattanooga at, at Baylor School, Bryson Sanders, a top two forty seven prospect right now, who's had a Tennessee offer for a long time, visited Tennessee a handful of times already, including for that Junior Day back on January twenty second. Th- those those are two other guys that uh, look like they're they're definitely uh, high on Tennessee's board and, and very much in play for the Vols. So if you take care of those those needs uh, in state or, or a lot of those needs in state. Uh, makes it that much easier to fill that offensive line class. So we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how things play out with those two guys in particular. But that might make Tennessee's job a little bit easier in terms of addressing some of those needs on the offensive line. But I think a pretty normal offensive line class, especially if Tennessee adds one more in the portal before next season um, in 2023, you don't have to worry about you know overloading at that position just to sort of make up for for having limited depth or anything. Yeah, because if you have to start making up for limited depth when you start making those offers, I mean, you're you're projecting a little bit with linemen anyway, so maybe it's easier to do that there than other places. That's still not the position that you ever want to be in as a program where you're having to take guys to fill, basically to be warm scholarship bodies. You'd rather be have guys that you're 1,000% excited about getting, as they are right now with Aiden Bustle for sure. Ryan, let's talk about this in-state recruiting <coughs> cycle because I, I'm not in the business, and, and frankly, I don't think any of us at, at 24-7 Sports or at Go Balls 24-7, I mean, in particular, are, are in the business of making excuses for Tennessee. Uh, we get paid by CBS. We do not get paid by Tennessee. So we are not in the business of uh, explaining or, or you know, making excuses for anything they've done. It, it's known that Tennessee, in hindsight, will you know will be the key to hold all this. But Tennessee's 2022 recruiting in the state was obviously not what people would have wanted it to be. We we have gone over in detail reasons for that that are not excuses that are simple explanations of okay, you had a new coaching staff in, you had the NCAA cloud uh, over the program, you you had guys trying to get caught up, you had a lot of things that you had to deal with in terms of some of those guys were close with Pruitt and his staff too. There were many factors that caused Tennessee, I think, to, to maybe slump a little bit in the state, if you want to call it that, in, in 2022. And if you want to use a different word, Ryan, that's totally fine. But it, it just seemed like it wasn't maybe the year people would have wanted it to be with that caliber of prospect in the state. It looks like in 2023 at least, when you start looking at the list of some of these top guys, and I know some have already committed elsewhere, but it looks like Tennessee is going to be a factor with more of these, and it looks like the staff is, if not caught up, uh, at least catching up with some of this stuff. W- would you think that's a fair way to put it, that they have a better shot to have it be more like a traditional you know, UT in- in-state showing this year in this cycle? First of all, we get paid by CBS. Yeah, I apparently. That. Well, I do. I don't know if you do, but uh, you know, I, yeah. get, I, get, I get paid for this job. I don't know if you do. But if you don't, I, so, I've been, if you don't, I'm sorry. That's that's awkward. This has just been a labor of love for me, so I clearly need to talk to someone. But uh, uh, no, anyway, uh, yeah, th- I, I do think Tennessee is in a much better spot with this 2023 class uh, in state. You know, and I think Aiden Bustle is kind of a good reflection of of what they've tried to do with this class. Uh, last year, there was no spring evaluation period. Coaches were not on the road in January, leading up to National Signing Day. So after Josh Heupel was hired. They didn't have a chance to meet anyone in person until June 1st, so we've already covered that. But Tennessee, in the meantime, did its best. You, you might recall they had this uh, this sort of initiative that they promoted a little bit on Twitter called the Tennessee Takeover in late April after spring practice. And that was where they tried to have someone on the staff contact, and I think they succeeded, contact every single high school in the state. 
Um, well, around that time, and in some cases before then, uh, a few days before the spring game, they, they kind of handed out a round of offers to some 2023 prospects. Uh, and then right after spring practice, they, they got into that a little bit more. And that's when Aiden Bustle got his offer in early May. So even though coaches couldn't be on the road, even though they they hadn't been here for the previous season to see those guys play in person or anything like that, and even though they hadn't had a round of summer camps yet, they did their best to get out in front of it and to offer some guys early that they thought would be important to them in the 2023 class. And I think that's paying off now. Uh, they got some of those guys to, to visit for the spring game last year, even though it was a dead period, they could come to the game and, and go for free and just watch from the stands. So some of them uh, like defensive lineman, Nathan Robinson from Greenbrier and uh, athlete Marquez Taylor from McKenzie, Tennessee, they, they all just went uh, and, and got to, got to see the game, even though they couldn't meet with coaches uh, and, and they've continued visiting Tennessee since then. So a lot of these guys they're recruiting now they've had on campus two, three, four, five times in some cases, um, starting with the, the top player in the state, Caleb Herring, who's uh, a four-star edge rusher, top 100 prospect nationally, and obviously the younger brother of Tennessee signee, Elijah Herring. Um, so they're in good shape with a lot of guys in state. You know, you mentioned that some, and really I would say one, has already gotten away from Tennessee, and, and that's four-star wide receiver Shamar Porter of, of Ensworth School in Nashville, uh, recently committing to Kentucky. That was certainly a, a – a little bit surprising that it happened that early, maybe not shocking that he's the one who's, who's getting away from Tennessee this early, but that's, that's one target that I think Tennessee would have been more heavily involved with uh, and, and had gotten on, on campus once back in the fall and tried to get him on campus other times, including for, for its junior day recently. So that there's one that's gotten away, but that one's not necessarily surprising. And, and as I've said before, this state presents some built-in challenges where it's hard to lock down the state of Tennessee. We've heard how many coaches come through here and talk about put a, putting up a fence around the state or however they've yeah. chosen to phrase it. You, you can't and do hard, that. Yeah. Yeah. Har hardly anyone has succeeded. And, and part of that's now just because of Tennessee's lack of sustained success over the past 14 years, but also part of it's because it's the state has some built-in geographic challenges. It's just hard to lock down the state and get every single player you want. But Shamar Porter might end up being sort of an outlier in this class. I think Tennessee has a good chance to get most of the players that it truly wants in the 2023 class because they are off to a very good start with most of them. They've had re repeat visits from most of them. They, they've recruited them hard. Um, most of them are talking about visiting again you know, this spring or at some point in the not-too-distant future. So I think Tennessee is off to a good start, and I think Aiden Bustle is kind of a reflection that now that Josh Heupel's been at Tennessee for a year, they're they're they've built the relationships and have done all the things you need to do to this point to have a good chance of landing these guys. Now it's about continuing to get them here and, and, and winning some battles as, as in some cases, guys continue to get more offers from maybe some bigger programs. Can you hold on to that maybe early advantage that you had and, and fight off some of those, the, some of the bigger competition that you might have for some of these guys. So uh, in good shape, we'll see how it finishes, but I think certainly even though the 2023 class, and this is maybe the downside, not as loaded as that 2022 class was in state, I think for the players Tennessee does want, and there won't be quite as many, um, that they, they are in good shape so far and have a good chance of landing. I think the vast majority of them. And I'll be honest with with, with that Porter stuff. I, I'll every recruitment has its own kind of distinct flavor to it, right? Because there's relationships and, and different reasons why kids want to do the things they do. But just on the surface, uh, if you're a wide receiver and you can go to either Kentucky or Tennessee and you pick Kentucky. Uh, more power to you, young fella. I don't get it. I, I'll just, that's just me sitting here talking. I would say guy to guy, but you know, there's lots of people, you know, thousands of people listening to this, but uh, I don't understand that because Kentucky is throwing it more than it used to. 
um, but still not consistently throwing it well. And Tennessee's offense under this head coach, look at everywhere he's been and look what they've done offensively. That one befuddles me, Ryan. It just does. Yeah, that, that's hey, that's fair. I, I'll say this, long way to go in his recruitment. I, I still, not to say that Tennessee is going to flip him or, or anything like that necessarily, but I, I, I won't be shocked if his recruitment still has some twists and turns in it. He just got a Georgia offer back in December. I mean, this is a pretty talented kid. I, I think one of the, definitely one of the most talented receivers in the state, and there are a handful of good receivers yes, in the are. 2023 class in Tennessee. So, uh, But, hey, there, there's another good option in state for Tennessee. I think Justin Brown uh, at Blackman High School in Murfreesboro is one Tennessee's going to go after uh, pretty heavily. He's, a, he's also a four-star prospect. Uh, and, and then there's some others that they're keeping an eye on too, but those are, those were kind of the main two to watch, I think Porter and Brown, but even without Porter, you know, Tennessee's involved with some other receivers out of state and they like Justin Brown. So I think there, there, there are plenty of options there. And that's a position where with the way this staff recruits in their offense, I wouldn't panic about that one, but certainly, you know, understand with the, with the recent trend of, of Tennessee's in-state recruiting struggling, understand why there might be a little bit of a panic about seeing Kentucky get another in-state guy like that, that Tennessee, you know, had serious interest in, but I think that's going to end up being more of an outlier rather than the, the, the standard outcome for this 2023 class. I do think Tennessee is in much better shape, at least right now, uh, one year out essentially with this 23 class than they were by a long shot compared to where they were with the 2022 class. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll, again, I'm careful how I say those things because I know there's at least a, a smattering of UK fans out there who, who do listen to this podcast because I've heard comments before, but that's not any sort of a knock on Kentucky because I've said several times what they've done since Stoops has been there has been really impressive. And I think they're, they're doing everything they need to do to take their program to, uh, to a better place, to, to a higher level. And they, they've gotten some results. I'm just speaking specifically for wide receivers. I don't understand it at all um, because they just don't, you got to prove you're going to actually want to throw the football consistently at a high level. Uh, you know, to attract big receivers. But again, that's neither here nor there. Uh, if that's where that young man wants to go, or if that's where all the top receivers in the country want to go, more power to you. UK used to throw it around a lot back in the day. So I don't know. We'll see. But uh, that that just, that every time I see that, when I look at the list of the top players in the state, I go, oh yeah, he already committed to Kentucky. What? Why? Um, but you know, that's neither here nor there. Ron, you got anything but- else? Uh, I will say, yeah, just just to reinforce that, something we haven't seen uh, enough, frankly, in recent years from Tennessee, uh, at least as of right now, the number one player in the state is Caleb Herring, and he is, again, the brother of Tennessee signing Elijah Herring. He's a top 100 player nationally. That type of guy, Tennessee's had a hard time landing in state. You know, really going back over the past six years or so, Key Lawrence is one of the few yep. uh, number one players in the state that we've seen Tennessee land. And he only lasted one year, obviously before transferring to Oklahoma. Um, so they've not had enough success with those types of players. And I think Tennessee is off to a very good start with him uh, and certainly has a chance to, to land him. Uh, I, I would say they're probably the, the team to be at this point. So uh, that, that's something to keep in mind is that again, just kind of an example of where they are with this class. Um, Tennessee's, you know, they're, they're probably not going to sign, 10, 12 in-state guys in this class. I don't think it's that deep of a class, at least not yet, where you can count on that. But I, I think, you know, certainly realistic to think they could they could get six or seven good players they like, you know, maybe more, maybe less. We'll just have to see how it plays out with a few. But they're, I think what, the ones they ultimately set their sights on, I, I think they're going to hit at a pretty high clip in this class. I think they're going to they're gonna, uh, ha- have a good batting average, I guess, among the, the true targets. And, and my guess in the end is that Shamar Porter will be uh, more the exception than the rule. And we're going to be talking about more guys like Aiden Bustle 
that they set their sights on early and were able to get. I think that's a good place to leave. Unless you got anything else, Ryan, you got anything else? No, it's a good place to leave it. Thanks, Wes. Then I'll thank you for being here, and I will excuse you off the premises. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, Wes. And now that I found that button, and I can turn this down, I can say thank you all for listening to this edition of the Koval 24-7 Podcast. You can find all of us on Twitter. I'm Wes Rucker, 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan, 24-7 on Twitter. Patrick Brown is P. Brown, 24-7 on Twitter. And Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. If you want just... Tennessee news, nothing else. You can get that in your feed at twitter.com slash govals247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govals247 and get tons and tons of stuff there. But if you want that best, most delicious East Tennessee Smoky Mountain Spring Water directly from the tap, you can go directly, as I'm typing it in right now, to govals247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets for coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball. Those guys, stepping it up. Just add another uh, transfer from Vanderbilt. Big news there. Those guys get Nathan Smith. He's a nice prospect. We'll have more on that. We got Lady Vols coverage with Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us all the time. We give you all of that, plus what? What's a couple dozen fresh content items most day, most days, plus access to two forms that run around the clock, the checkerboard and the summer. Where you can go to, you know, speak with hundreds, thousands of, of Tennessee fans pretty much in every time zone, all day, every day. And you can go to those places and discuss anything you want that is not political or religious in nature. You get all that, the the, the content items, ac- accesses to, to, to one of the, the best databases that you're ever going to see in, in sports. All of that, all of that, normally for less than the price of one mediocre lunch per month. But now it's even less because that's 60% off of an annual subscription right now, the signing day special. If you go right now and you got to hurry to get this, the signing day special is 60% off of your annual subscription to Go Boss 24-7. It's one of our best deals of the year. Go take advantage of it. And if you pay us that ridiculously low price, you will get access to Paramount Plus, which is a growing behemoth of a streaming platform that right now uh, has 1883. It's going to have another Yellowstone spinoff coming. It's got uh, it's got Mayor of Kingstown. It's got Picard, Evil. A lot of the other Star Trek stuff, everything CBS has ever done, commercial-free, new movies, classic old movies. So I'm talking like Hollywood A-list, classic, watch them over and over and over again types of movies. Plus access to the vaults of uh, CBS, obviously, MTV, BET, Smithsonian, Nickelodeon, and Comedy Central. Something for the entire family there. And that's before mentioning the live sports, which includes SEC sports, obviously the Vols, NFL, PGA Tour, World Cup qualifying, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, Serie A. Guys, I could go on and on and on. But basically, right now, we can offer you several hundred dollars worth of stuff for like less than 50 bucks for your first year. That You cannot beat that deal. You can't. Go take advantage of it right now. Go do it right this second. If nothing else, you should hear from us by Thursday if there's no big breaking news before then. So we'll have lots more hoops, lots more other stuff to discuss later in the week. And we will be back right here on this feed to do that. Until then, be good to each other. Try to have basic human empathy. The world needs it badly. End of speech. See you. Be good. <laughs>